Okay, good afternoon. So as I wrote in the uh, very late uh, email blurb that was sent out to you about an hour and a half ago, uh, that this is really, in a sense, the, the fourth shear that uh, has sort of, in, the, in this period, uh, Gershon Klavan, of course, gave the first shear right after my sister's peer, and then we've had two shear all about davening in desperate situations that uh, and davening maybe for Nisim and that was also sort of an outgrowth of, of my experiences and everybody else's experience of dealing with these type of issues. Um, today I want to talk about something maybe a little bit more hopeful, uh, a little bit more uh, significant perhaps in terms of aschus, which is the idea of giving for others. Um, the question is, and again, I'm, I'm having a problem here with whether it's uh, connected. Since it's loading Gmail, but let's see. Am I really connected here? The question is about volunteering. Um, and I want to go over you know, some of the stuff that I that I wrote because I think it's important for me and important, I think, to, to, to set, the, set the tone. But the topic today is whether one may volunteer themselves for a drug trial or some sort of medical experiment in order to stave off and fight and combat a a situation, perhaps an epidemic, perhaps an illness that people are trying to cure. Can someone say with, can he say, I'm going to be doing this? This is, is, and obviously we're not just talking about writing out a check. We're talking about Submitting either parts of your body, you know, in terms of blood, or actually imbibing uh, a, a untested drug in order to see how it works on you, to allow yourself to be the guinea pig in order to be part of the data to determine whether this is indeed something that can cure this illness. Are you sick? Okay, good question. So, are you doing it for yourself? Or are you doing it just? to volunteer uh, for others. Um, again, I, I'm having a little bit of a problem here um, getting on. Uh, perhaps we should just go here to public. Maybe public is a... Yeah, go public. Public, it'll, it'll load easier. Okay, so yeah, let me try to do that. So David is correct. The first thing is, okay, if I'm doing it for myself... I'm doing it for myself, then it makes sense. That, yeah, I can get now. Even there, there might be a, a discussion as to halakhically yeah. what your risks are. Where are you now with this illness? What are the what are the uh, risks involved about taking this new drug or taking this treatment or having this operation? Um, and how do you determine? You know, there's of course. Uh, I'd like to say that there is a unanimous opinion among Paiskim about this, but there isn't. Uh, I think everyone is very familiar with the brisker shitas, um, the shitas of the, especially of the briskerov and his family and Eretz Yisrael that famously resisted all sorts of uh, treatments and operations and surgeries that were supposed to be for the better because of uh, the risks involved. And the question is because there was clearly a vada risk of an infection from an incision from a surgery, and and yet there was not it was not vada that this was going to help, and therefore the briskers and the, is ever oh, so you're right, 
<laughs> you never know what's going to happen from day to day, and you do need to rely on, on, on doctors. But that, but it's different than submitting yourself willfully to your body. What do you mean? You're just, you're just, you're you're right. There might be something that should not run with a car. I mean, Okay. Yes. All right. So let, let's take a look here at. Um, you're right. And there is, but this difference between: Am I going to cross the street because I need to get to work, or am I just going to stay home? Or I'm I'm already ill. I know that my lifespan will be this with this illness. If I take this risk, I'm definitely cutting my body open and. Therefore, things might get worse. Maybe I have no right. It's not Christian science where you just have to let God decide, but it's a question of chavola ba'atzmacha and things like that. So again, I'm not going to. I am not the person to to be masber the brisker shita, but it's out there. And oh, so vaccination might be something. A vaccination might be uh, another issue. Right. Okay. So we're going to now try to get on. Is that part of that? Another issue. Which way? Okay, vaccination might... All right. <laughs> right. So vaccination, and, and this is something maybe which is the topic for another year. I actually... Okay, maybe that's a bad question. No, no, it's a good question. The briskers don't take antibiotics if they have an infection. Okay, so and they draw the line at invasive surgeries, right? They, they will draw the line at, at, at surgeries that they feel penetrate into the body. Now, taking, uh, taking a, a, a drug into you is different than necessarily submitting yourself to surgery in order to clear something up, um, right? Now, you could say, what's the difference? You're still putting something into your system, right? But one is a question of, of actually, okay, now I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to join the meeting, right? I'm going to join the meeting here. Okay, now I'm joining, and this should, this should eliminate this. Okay, what, do we need to shut something off here, Hilly Hilly? What do we need to do here? No. Okay, so I want to present the meeting, right? Okay. And I want to share the screen, and it should come up now, right? Yep. That hasn't come up yet. But you're right, Mark. Um, one could take the, again, you admit though, crossing the street is different than submitting yourself to surgery. What's the difference between submitting yourself to surgery and taking an, an experimental drug? Right? Um, experimental the, drug or. So the right. difference is that an experimental drug or a drug that it's not clear that you're going to, again, there are some possible side effects and it has been shown that this might injure you. And yet, where you are now, you can see what the progression is. The drug might be your chance. Um, I would, again, I don't know enough about the briskashita. I do know that operations are verboten unless it's mamish uh, a slam dunk. Okay. It says, couldn't start the... Any basic, you need a heart trans... Uh, not heart trans, but you know, a valve movement in your heart, you have a heart attack, they're not going to get... Well, we consider standard... Uh, operations today. Appendicitis. Okay. So if you have something that needs to be removed, right, that's one thing. But if, and again, I, I, again, I, 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 I really didn't expect to start this way with them. I just wanted to mention that it's not, it's, it's, it's a cloudy uh, outlook. I know that uh, the great Reb Michal Feinstein, uh, who married the Briskorov's daughter, um, as I heard, 
was frustrated. And again, if somebody could come sit with me over here so we can get this thing started, somebody who knows how to do this, uh, was frustrated by... Um, thank you, Mark. Okay, so... Uh, here's the calendar. Was yes. frustrated by the fact that his Rebbitzin, who was a Briscoe's daughter, had a lot of kvedas about what things they would do, even to the point of having children. As you know, they, uh, their children and other issues. Um, and she was makabel psokim from her father about procedures that weren't going to happen. So again, there's a question. I'm work on it from my phone. Um, from your phone, you'd be able to do it? Yeah, because I think we need a meeting invite. Okay, I there was wasn't there a meeting invite? I, okay. I just see it's on block. I think you logged into Yeshiva here. Okay. It was a Yeshiva meeting. I said Yeshiva. Okay, let's see if it. I don't know that it had a link. Let's see. Okay. So, um, so let me answer David's question again. Oh, here I think. I, 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 I think when we talk about yourself, is a different issue than when you're a healthy person who is trying to do this as a, let's say, the most standard uh, thing that we hear about today. Drug trials is obviously something that happens. And I have to tell you that most of the guys who I know have been involved in uh, this type of uh, situation did it for uh, for pay. Money. For money. You're right. I remember when I was in yeshiva, there was a number of guys who submitted to various things at colleges, universities, uh, for, for money. And the question Ramesh was actually asked about this, about donating blood for money. If your purpose for donating blood, basically making a puncture within you and drinking blood is in order to, hmm. yes, I'm giving to the blood bank, but um, I'm giving to the blood bank in order to get their check afterwards, is, is, is that considered halachically permissible? Right? It's one thing, you need to draw blood because uh, we have to see what's wrong with you and we can't cure you. Every time you make a... Every, right? every time you make a... Uh, right? Every surgery, obviously, is, is similar to the drawing of blood. When you have surgery that needs to be done in order to extract something or get rid of something, well, what do you want? You want that thing to stay in you? If I, I can't, if I, I, I can't be able to tell you what medicine to do unless I draw the blood, and the blood will be my indicator of what's wrong with you. But it's another thing if perhaps you're just taking blood, not because there's something wrong with you, because you want to get some money, because they pay thirty-five dollars and give you some cookies afterwards. So it's worth it for me. And I tell you, I had a, many friends of mine. Thirty-four was it forty something years ago already now, maybe more. I think forty-five, forty something years ago, that they would go be part of uh, of various tests that were happening. So, right? So. And I think there needs so that would be a question whether a, a healthy person hmm. is there something. What, what yeah, do you think we're, getting all, we're getting all we're getting all the way through. Oh, sorry. Okay. So is, is so the issue is can a healthy person be involved in this? Obviously. <laughs> sorry, I'll, I'll kill that. Yeah, I told. Obviously, it's a person who's not well. There's a discussion of what means they can take in order to get better. What sort of desperate? Now we're going to talk about that a little bit as well. But what I really, what really fascinated me was a statement that from Zalman Auerbach wrote in a tshuva from 1969. And I saw that it's only in the early 70s that what they call in Hebrew nisyonot refuyim, 
became a topic of discussion in, in various Torah journals. Um, Luke. Yeah. All right, okay. Yeah, there's, I don't get it because that's muted. Okay, can, can we do anything now? And every time we connect, it just drops off. Okay, so, so what can I do? Is there any way I can get to the, get the screen working? Does anybody have an advice for me? Because otherwise I'm... Let's see, what do you got over there? Okay, so let's see here. That ends in... Okay, let's make sure so anyway, let me go on. So... Yes, um, the same link. All right. So we have this, this, we have it again. So the discussion is, 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 is now, uh, here's what Rishon Zalman writes. Rishon Zalman wrote this in 1969, and it was in the Mincha Shlomo Chalik Beis. It's it's attached to your email. And this is this is what he writes, and this is really what I wanted to say for the end, but since I don't have my material in front of me, I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm going I'm I'm, I'm to, I'm going to, I'm going to cut to the chase here. Okay. <laughs> Um, we all know of the very famous, uh, theor- very famous. It's not even a theory; it's so obvious that it's so obviously correct. See, it's connecting. The uh, yeah. and it says it's presenting. Yeah, but it's obviously not. Okay, should, should we should we call Nick? Uh, yeah. Let's get the help desk, guys. Okay. All right. So here's we all know that it's not even a theory. I believe the Minchas Chinuch says that clearly the rules of halacha, of self-preservation and other things um, don't, you can call Nick? Yeah, I'm going to put a message out on that. Yeah, the uh, the halachas of self-preservation and others do not apply in a war situation, in a time of war. It's based on the principle that war cannot be actually, you can't administer war, you can't really start a war or, or, or deal with a war if everyone is worried about preserving their own life. If everyone's preserving their own life, then the war won't proceed, everybody will run away, um, right? Now, uh, why do we need to take over Cambodia, right? Why do we need to take over Lebanon? Why do we need to, why do we need to expand the country? Well, that's part of what the civilizations, unfortunately, are built on. Uh, you try, the countries try to get together, and yet, uh, you know, they 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 bomb the ship in Tonkin Harbor. I, I don't remember where it was exactly, but then that's a threat that the that our elected officials perceive uh, to our democracy. Okay, so we're going to send people out there. Okay, um, uh, there are troops that are amassed at the Suez Canal. Uh, that. In, in, in the minds of generals and, stat, and, and, and statisticians, strategists mean that there's a threat to the country, so we're sending people out to war. Okay, you're sending people out to war. What are you, you you're going to refuse because of pikuach nefesh? You're not going to go and fight the battle because it's, oh, I, what do I care? I'm, uh, the most important thing is I should live. And yet, soldiers cons- consistently, and it wasn't just a secular government, it was a Torah government, it was a halacha government. A government of Dovid Amelech, a government of Shlom Amelech, a government of Chizkiyot Amelech, right? and others that was based on Torah, and yet they went and fought wars of Mochemis Rishos, it wasn't all Mochemis Mitzvah. So the Minchas says it must be that certain situations are precluded, the, the, the regular laws of Pikuach Nefesh don't apply. A Shas Milchama is different. 
obviously, if you have uh, leaders who make the wrong call, who just want to enrich themselves, and they're sending people out just because they could, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's King Solomon's mines uh, that they want to go get, or the El Dorado that they want to capture. So again, but if the 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 government is running and they believe that this is a threat to the sovereignty of the of the nation and there is uh, and, and people are supposed to submit themselves to draft then fighting in a war and and, and, and risking your life is part is halakhically acceptable and the laws of pikuach nefesh don't apply you can't necessarily say that you're not going to take that order from your uh, commander because of the risk factor it's a war and the melchama and that's the Kiddush of the Menchazkanach, and I think it's almost universally accepted as true, and, and it's obvious, because the two, right, the, the idea of, of self-preservation, the idea of risking your life in war, are obviously, uh, they, they, they can't really coexist unless you say this difference. Now, someone's going to say to me, what about every job that has a risk in it? That's different. That's You're, you're doing that job as a, that's another halacha, whether you can take on a job for pay, like being a bricklayer or working on, uh, on a construction site, that you know has certain risks. What? Yeah, or, 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 right. But this is different. Here, you can actually be forced, you can actually be forced to join the military and be sent out by the government in a way that is endangering. Okay. Once, once the Minchas Kenech says this, and, and, and like I said, I, I think it's very logical. Roshul Mazalman, although he doesn't mention Menchaz Hinoch, I think he's clearly influenced by him. Roshul Mazalman, is somebody coming by any of you? Yeah, yeah. 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 okay. Roshul Mazalman says that let's assume that it's not an enemy with, uh, with armor and, and weaponry. Let's say he takes a, a step like this. Let's say the, the enemy at the gate are wild animals, right? Imagine... Who knows? Maybe Hitchcock, the birds are coming, right? Or whatever, right? Or who knows? You know, the, the rabbits, the night of the... Whatever it is, like he's attacking from these wild animals, right? So he said it's posher to him that everybody has to go and fight. And even though, because if these wild animals overrun the city, then you're going to have... Uh, the city's going to be sacked. So everybody has to go out to do what they can to fight those animals and despite the risks to those people involved. So then he goes to the next stage. He says when there's an illness that is prevalent, that is spreading, that, he says, is like a Shas Muhammad. We're fighting the war against Ebola, AIDS. I don't know, whatever you want to say is the illness that's spreading. Uh, uh, polio. Uh, whatever it is that, 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 that there's been, and, 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 and historically, of course, that's the way presidents and other people have spoken. We're going to, oh, it's a war against this disease. We're going to strive fight it out. So Shalom Azalman says, hi there. Sasha, okay. So we having trouble connecting. We seem to be trying to click on the link on the laptop um, to the proper link. And it seems to indicate that he connects, but then he can't present, and then the connection falls down on his laptop. Okay. So, so I, I'm going to continue talking and see if you guys can figure it out. So anyway, the point is, so therefore he says, you're you're the same way in a war. This is a war. And if part of the war is, this war, however, is not fought by trappers or generals, this war is a war that's fought by doctors. <laughs> the doctors are trying to save us 
from an illness. And the only way that Ill- the doctors are like generals, and they know that the way that illness can be treated is if we experiment and we know more about it. So therefore, even though you're in some um, hermetically sealed, uh, bacteria-free room where we're, we're, we're checking out, you know, we're, we're applying, who knows, something to, to, to a body part of yours, or we're, or we're, we're, but you, you gave a certain part of your body or you did something in order for us to test against this illness, he says the deals of pikuach nefesh don't apply because what you're doing is you're a soldier in this fight. Now, it could be the doctor will figure this out and say, okay, well, it didn't work. Let's try the next guy. <laughs> and this guy now, and this guy now has been wounded because of that. Well, he was a soldier in the army. It was the fight against this disease, yeah. and, there, and therefore, the Allah. Sorry, said, you want to present? Yes, I want to present. Thank you, Alex. Your entire screen or window? Okay, so oh, now I can do it. So oh. Tom, just hang back and fill it. Okay, so now it's okay. So, but if, did you click on it? I'm sorry, I, I made a mistake. Um, okay. Present now, then choose what you want to present. Your the entire, entire screen, entire yes, screen. yes. Okay, okay, just choose entire screen. Right, and then share. Share. Okay, now let's see. Hang on, Sasha. You will see right now. Okay. All right. It's going down for me, so good. All right. Okay, presenting. Yes, okay. Uh, All right, so I'm going to go to the, I want to go to the email, thank you. All right, I can do that. Thank yeah. you, Sasha. Please open email or okay. something. All right. Open, open something. Yeah. All right. Is that no? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Great. Thank All you. right. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. While you're at it, Sasha, do you want something? No, no. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So um, that's really the chiddush of that's the chiddush of uh, of of Shlomo's album. And I want to show you um, what was what struck me about. Being drafted and just volunteering. No, so therefore he's. Oh, so that's you're right. According to Rav Shlomo Svara, Lachira, the, the, the doctors who are trying to stop this spread of whatever disease X is, they could actually the same way they could draft you and send you to war. They could draft volunteers who they feel have the body that's necessary to check this disease. Let me show you Rav Shlomo inside, and let's see. Hopefully it'll work here. Okay. So, and I'm going to show you the criticism that I saw about this, and then I'm going to go back and do the uh, uh, the, uh, the the other stuff in a couple of minutes. So here's our show, Mazalman. Let's hopefully this will work. Okay, so everybody can see pretty well. Okay, so this is a, a big chuva where Inyone Rafua, and like it's incredible the amount of what things that he says. I have to tell you again. Um, we we Americans have we're sort of myopic, at least I am, and people from my age, and there are a couple of people here my age here. We were so used to Rav Moshe being almost the the scope that we looked at for everything. Now again, people about five ten years older than me had Rav Hankin, had Rav Yosef Stein for a little while, and others. Um, but the, you know, someone like myself grew up. Everything was with the lens of Ramosha, and Ramosha was the A and the Z. And that's I think why Ramosha's death was so <coughs> devastating. I mean, we all we didn't think he was going to live to be you know 180 years old, but there was this sense that America had nobody. Ramosha was the giant. Um, and what we discovered after Ramosha's death, at least us American boys did, was that. Oh, that there was something going on in Eretz Yisrael, and especially from Hazal. 
from Zalman, although again I heard of him, we all knew he was, you know, he was Rashiv and Koltaira, maybe people knew about some articles, but from Zalman really, for me, became so big after Rav Moshe's death. He was the address. Um, and, um, uh, one of the things that I think you see, they, they share in common, although, you know, Rav Moshe, I think people are more, to be honestly, people have more difficulty understanding Ramesha's svaris than Rishon Mazalman. Rishon Mazalman says things that are that are that are that are novel, but they sound right, and it's almost it's very it's very difficult to to disagree with them. Let me show you here. It's up here on the board now. So let's take a look. So as you can see, this was from Tavshin Chavtes, right? Um, Right? Everybody can see that it's from 1969 or right there about or 68, um, right? It's about uh, 50 years ago. He says of and, and it was Doctor. Um, uh, it was as you can see here, Rabbi Yaakov Levy, and uh, I didn't do my research on it, but that name is somewhat familiar to me. He says I went over your article. Um, he says I didn't find anything to uh, to erase from it, but I do have a couple of points. He says, Keshatsibur um, Nirdofim, he says, with Mohammed's Rishus, he says, you need Bezdin's agreement. Okay, so I said before about Shol and Chizkiyo, you need Bezdin's agreement. Mikomakom be Mohammed's Mitzvah, you know, he says, that's the Melech's call. Keshatsibur Nirdofim Midoivim Varayot, from, 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 um, uh, you know what those things are, lions and bears. Asher tzrichim leilochei mitam ulagarsham efshe delavad mimai dechashem atzalus nafoshet the mitzvah kol adam lachal shabbos. You have to do whatever you can. It's a mochemes mitzvah. But everyone, even though we don't have a bezdin today, yecholim toivi ayir lachofu lasakin bekachaya noshim kamobim lachama. The people who are in charge can decide that everybody. You need to go out and fight those lions and bears, or rats, or rabbits, or birds. When you have diseases that are also bacteria, love people so they can infect people and live. It's really, it really, a lot of these diseases are this bacteria that's mutating and changing and wanting to survive, right? If you look at it from a biological perspective. The bear, it, the bear and the lion was just hungry. That's right, right? And, and, and they have this teva that they're going to eat people, right? Mm-hmm. Now, again, so the bacteria that's the, the cause of this disease and the human beings are this incredible host, that's the same thing. So he says, um, so he says, Therefore, he says, if it would be a yochid, he wouldn't be chayev because of atzalus tafoshes. It's like a mochemes mitzvah. The mayinu zochem shakol yasapi das teira. Efsher shabezna yiroya b'tzerek shomisoyin trufos kim mochemes mitzvah shavatzalus nafoshes. Right? Okay. But what about today? We don't have bezdin. We don't have a, a, a government that is ruled by halacha. He says, Afshe loynasei das teira. Even though we don't have a, a Sanhedrin or Tova Yair, they're all Tamidah Chachamim. Kivan Shenas Al Kolpanim, they mum from Gedolim. Since the people involved are 
<coughs> men of science, men of education, men who know what they're talking about. So it's interesting how he sort of, you see here, <laughs> he starts with really raising the bar high, calling it a machemis mitzvah, but then he has all these qualifiers about maybe, right? So at the end, the point of calling it Mochemes Mitzvah, Lechayra should even force people to do it. But Roshon Zalman waters it down. Words, he throws this idea, look at that one paragraph, he throws this idea that a disease is like uh, a, a danger that's encircling us. And as you can see, at the end of the paragraph, he ends up saying, well, probably there's no history to do it. Because right? he, he realizes this is a bomb, because this would actually lead to what some of you are saying here, that it could logically, the person would say, no, we, you, you must submit to this, otherwise we're not going to be able to cure this disease. Um, then he says another point. He says, Gam chashavni the trufis In other words, we know when it comes to this other issue, like autopsy, Autopsies, many people uh, champion autopsies because how else is human knowledge going to be furthered, right? We all know like that, that basically so much of what we know about the uh, of a disease, like, you know, um, I can think of many, but I guess because I, I like football, I'm thinking about that one with the brain. What's the CW, what's it called again? Um, the chronic, you know, what I'm talking about that they that they that they that they're giving over these uh, the brains of you know Lyle Zato and uh, all these other guys from from the NFL who smash their heads constantly, right? So it's only once they die that we're able to sort of figure out what this disease is, right? Because once they and that, that guy from Pittsburgh, whoever it was, it was uh, they made a movie Mike about Webster. him. What? Mike right, right, right. So they were able, yeah. Thank you. So they're able to, uh, they're able to, to, once his brain was out of his skull and they can look at it, they can figure out how this disease works and what's, what's causing it, et cetera, et cetera. So, can you submit to an autopsy? So he says, he says, um, that this is different than an autopsy. He says, well, this, if, if, if Webster gives his brain, if Alzado gives his brain, so now we're going to be able to cure this by other people that are playing. So he says, that's different because um, is the chola right here? Is there someone who's being saved this minute? That's just adds to the knowledge of humanity because the autopsy was done. But here, shahamachlos v'acholim kvar ba'olam. Here, we need to stop this disease. We need to stop whatever it is, the Ebola, whatever it is that's threatening us, uh, this polio, whatever it is. And there is some possible disease, a, 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 a medicine, that will work or might not work. It's not about It's not like, oh, this now added to the general knowledge about this. No, this, there's a threat here. And if we didn't do this, this was a chance to figure out whether this, uh, this medicine works or not, even though it turns out it doesn't. But if we didn't try it, we wouldn't have known. So this isn't, this is about Chololifaneno. Um, and then he says this other point. He says, we see that there's many women, again, I think the briskers disagree with this, <laughs> there's people who the doctors tell them that you know that you could die in childbirth. 
And yet, many <coughs> women say, no, it's a, like, Rachli Menu, it's so important for me to have children. Um, and we see halachically we don't stop women from trying to get pregnant, even at, even over doctor's advice. They really have halachically to be on birth control, and yet he says from here, although it doesn't sound, I guess he, he's not, Rosh isn't necessarily saying he agrees with the Psak, but it's definitely what's done. People go into high-risk pregnancies, not just through a risk to the fetus, but a risk even uh, to themselves. So you see that clearly a person has a right and again, he has some control of his body to, to want this, even though halachically you might want to shut him down. Um, anyway, so of course, if you have the disease, then it's definitely 100% different. So Shlomo Zalman, again, uh, like I said, he has a number of points here. Um, I, I'd like to show you, before I get back to the introduction, what I thought was, in a way, uh, I have to be makir tov to Rav Asher Weiss, for cueing me in to Shlomo Zalman's point, but I think he doesn't do it justice. This is a very important uh, little article that came out last week, and you can see what it's about. It's about, um, and I'm not going to get in a soapbox about it, because we can talk about it in a different class, but are you allowed to um, uh, prevent your child from being vaccinated? Do you have a right to say that you believe there's a risk factor and part of the argument is, if you go through the article, you'll see, is since most people are vaccinating, my child not being vaccinated is not, doesn't create a risk factor. Even though if, right, everybody, if everybody took this, not everyone took my approach, people would not be vaccinated and diseases would come back, but that's not the case. And since I perceive that there is a threat for my child to, to, to become autistic or whatever it is that, that the studies have shown that vaccinations can lead to, again, I, I don't know enough in that, in that area. In my daughter's school, there, is, there, there, there are two families that they're unvaccinated kids, for whatever reason. And other parents in the school who have children with compromised Immune right. systems. Now it's a whole, whole debate in the school. Your unvaccinated trial puts my unvaccinated right. trial at risk of dying. Kid has diabetes. Who can't be vaccinated no, off based on? Vaccinated, but it's not as effective. Whether kids are unfortunately sick for whatever reason. So Rav Rav Usher comes down super hard against this, and he he says even though he says there are rabbonim, he writes here. You take a look what he says. There have been some important rabbonim. I, I'm not sure who they are. Yes? Good. I never got so angry at me when I once asked them. Since by taking the vaccination, there is a possibility that you actually, because we all know, Again, I'm not a, a doctor, as is obvious here, but we all know that many of the vaccines are actually created from uh, a, a small dosage of the of the of the of the of the virus itself. And what it does, right? That's what a vaccine is, right, Jonathan? What it does is it allows the body to, at a young age, to build the antibodies up. So therefore, when the person is older and he's exposed to the disease, the antibodies are so strong in the system that the person is, as we say, immune. That's, that's, why, that's, that's what it's about. 
So it's, again, it's, it's sort of counterintuitive, but it worked, right? That was the discovery. Uh, he mentions Edward Jenner here. You'll take a look in, in the truth. He actually mentions it. And, he, and, and, and the point is, is that uh, some Rabbanim felt that since there is a shash nezek, I guess because the child is weak, and if even having a small amount of this uh, virus or whatever it is <coughs> in the system is a problem. So he says, <laughs> These r- Rabbanim, I didn't know it was a full Kamenetsky. I, I, from what I heard, it was there was this Rav in Lakewood who published the Sefer, uh, a book about the alternative medication, and at the back, excuse me, he's a Dayan. You know what I'm talking about? And there's in the back of the Sefer, there's a whole section in Hebrew. Uh, with all about uh, the problems with vaccinations. Anyways, you can see Rav Weiss calls them Rabbanim Chashuvim, but he says they're 100% wrong, and he says that this is a uh, this is a complete toast, and uh, it's a very nice tshuva, and it shows that he, he did his research in terms of science as well. You can see Edward Jenner's name coming up on the screen, and, and that was the smallpox vaccine, and other things like that. So I, I really... Um, by the way, a lot of Rav Weiss, he's a, he's a big favorite. I mean, he's a Kloisenberger Chosid, and he's like, uh, he speaks English quite well. And he's really one of the top Paiskim, I think, in the world today, and especially in terms of uh, the way people love him and accept him. And there's a, a website called Torah Base, I think it's called, and many of his Maimarim have been translated into English. And he just, again, he's, he's, he's a wonderful, inventive thinker and a strong-willed man, and he's willing to really, if, you, if you've read through some of his chuvas, he's willing to, he doesn't, he's not scared of anybody. Even the Vilna Gon and others, he's willing to like say, okay. And you can see what I'm talking about when you read it. But here is his criticism of Shlomo Zalman. Um, here we go. Reisi b'mincha Shlomo l'maran ha'gain of Shlomo Zalman o'erabach shekosav chidosh otzul dekeshev shem ha'mochem es mitzvein chayshashin kacham he says, "Kum ozevim amichemes mitzvah l'shas magefa shedino kimochemes mitzvah kosev lachatir l'kachas trufos misyonos." He doesn't give you the complete quote; he just gives you the the basic outline. And here, shas magefa. Right, right. Shlom Zalman didn't write those terms. He he. What I would have done if I again, I'm not Rosh Weiss, I would have I would have quoted. Verbatim. What he does is paraphrase, and you're right, Jonathan. You get this. You get a different sense from this little um, synopsis than when you see Rishon Zalman inside. So here is his criticism against Rav Arabach. He says, first of all, first of all, I think he's wrong about the attack of the birds or the rats or the lions or the bears. Um, and um, yeah, our Vikings. But the point is, is that they are, they are. It's not like it's not like maybe Vikings. Yes. In other words, if it's actual, if it's actual fighters, then there's pikuach no, nefesh is, is is on a different level. But not mishlochos chayis ros. He doesn't explain why, but he says he believes it's not like a war where nations have this because that's the way the world works. Also, he says, For sure, when it comes to a disease, we don't treat a disease like an enemy at the gates. 
There's no, he says, it doesn't even, again, this is very dismissive. <laughs> again, he gives him COVID, but again, you got to admit, he's writing, and he says, First of all, in a modern world, despite the urgency of the matter, they will never allow a healthy person to submit to taking uh, experimental drugs, uh, um, uh, right? He says they don't give experimental drugs to healthy people that could kill them. If they do, they give them to people who they don't think can live anyway, but they happen to be alive and they're good guinea pigs. Or they will only give a drug they don't think has a side effect. I don't, this, I'm not sure if he's right as far as this goes. But, right? I don't think the drug companies care. If you're, if you're willing to volunteer and sign the, the, uh, the waiver. The waiver. The waiver. Yeah. Go ahead, sign up. Right. Then he says, so again, if, again, from a Zalman sort of invents it out of the air. He doesn't bring any proofs from any earlier. Again, I think it's built on the Minchas Chinuch, but he doesn't show any uh, sources for it. It says, I don't know if this is me. He says, I'm not sure what this is. Mikolshkin, I would have said, the ain lo chova lo mitzvah vaflo heter. So, in other words, not, first of all, it's not a chova. And it's not a mitzvah to help people out to do it. And if this can actually perhaps put you in danger, there's no heter to do it. You can't say that I'm just going to be the volunteer and maybe further perhaps cure this disease. So anyway, which is not my union today. So you can look at this article. I'm, this is the piece that I, I want to show you, that Rav Asher Weiss is very against it. And as you see that he says, that if there is a, a sakana involved in this thing that you're taking, you have no right to say, I want to be altruistic and do the right thing for humanity. Now, um, let's take a look. Uh, I want to show you... Um, one of the things that I, I believe has been trumpeted and heralded, I should say, not Trump and heralded a lot, is um, what's happening. There's been a, a, an uptick in from people uh, donating kidneys. Um, and, and, and again, those of us that of a certain age remember... Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And that, if you remember, I don't remember when it started. It was about 20 years ago, there was a big movement for... Um, for organ donations and other things like that, and 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 then they went about it. I, I, I think it was mostly Rabbanim from the YU Chevra uh, that were pushing it, and they they, they tried very much to to um, uh, to come to schools and speak about it, even in yeshivas, and it was not necessarily met. Well, at least she was. I was involved with. What I'm talking about is there was. A, I don't know like, what the acronym like, is of, like, of the like movement hold, is. Hold, hold, what? Right? Hold, 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 organ donation. Right. 
there was there was right, and this was a, a big issue. Many people chimed in on it, and a lot of and there was a tremendous emotional uh, rationale, which is you're really saving the lives of people who need these organs. You can help them, etc. And 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 halachas like nivelames and other things, especially if it's post mortem, but even while you're alive. Again, this is this is this was a, a movement they were trying to, to to push. The in terms of kidney transplant, um, there have been there's been a, a like I said an uptick, and I know I, I have two friends who two one of them a close <laughs> friend the other is my mashkiach's wife <laughs> who works for me at the nursing home. So I have a couple people in the last year I know that have donated kidneys. Um, my sister Leilena only had one kidney, and um, um, I, I'm not sure if, even if she would have received the donation, whether she was a candidate for it. But we all know that people, uh, young people, especially with uh, kidney disease and other things, that this could really save their lives. And the question, of course, is: Do I have a do I have a mitzvah? Do I have the right for a surgery to be performed on me, taking? one of my working kidneys and giving it to someone who has no working kidneys. I mean, I can turn around the table here before I show you what Rav Weiss says about this, the other Weiss, Rav Dayan Weiss, the Menachas Yitzchok. Um, can we just take an informal... Does anybody here hearing about this feel that perhaps they would be willing to do this in the right situation? No. Nobody here raised their hand. Almost you almost did it? Mark? No, I mean, my daughter actually gave one of her kidneys to my granddaughter. Uh-huh. And that was on the list. You were on the list because you were a good match for the... For no, I don't know. I never... I was too darn lazy to get tested. But, uh-huh. <laughs> but, you, but you... And my daughter was... But your daughter gave her kidney to save the life of her child. Um, and now your, your, your grandchild is living with your daughter's kidney. Wow. How many years ago was that? What? Three or four years. Okay. Again, I, I, I can tell you that the fellow who did it was a friend of mine. He, he's very much against um, uh, Kovod, uh, but he posted a video of himself right after they woke him up from the surgery. It's one of the most, I can send you people a link to it. It's one of the most moving, beautiful things. I've I've seen a person speak about it because he's coming right out of. They just woke him up, and he and he talks about the way he feels about what he has just done. And this was someone he didn't know at all, someone that that that, that he didn't ask necessarily to meet them. And you think about it. Well, again, how, what is the halacha here as far as that goes? So I wanted to show you. Um, and plus, you only have one one kidney left. Right. So now you're putting yourself you're in some measure of risk, right? All right. So that's that's the question, right? So here, there was again. This was 1961, and maybe things have gotten better since then. Can anybody see, everybody see the board? Okay. So it's ni- 1961, um, and this was uh, again uh, I, I, the Manchester Dayan uh, later uh, after the Satmarov's Ptira. Um, he was considered the Av Bezdin of the Badats of Yerushalayim, uh, Rabbi Yitzchak Dayan Weiss. Um, were you ever Zohar to see him at all? My father has me. What? Father your, your father, uh, Eli's father has me. I love his chuvas. I actually, again, I, I think that they are, um, again, 
talk to me another time. We'll talk about the difference between the you know the, the chuvas from this period, uh, Dayan Weiss, uh, the Tzitzeliezer, uh, and Chacham Avadi. Those three are pretty much, and the Shevet Levi we can put in there as well. This chuvas pretty much came out all in the same time. Rav Moshe is in a different category, but if you take those four. They're they're very different. I I I, I usually appreciate Diane Weiss. Again, again, everybody is. They're all <laughs> tremendous. Let me show you what Diane Weiss writes. It was in 1961. And let's see what he says very quickly. So I'm going to show you that Yerushalmi in a second. In other words, basically, but the story was that Rav Ami, I believe it was was trapped either by in a disease situation or trapped by uh, uh, marauders, uh, trapped by uh, you know, Cossacks, whatever the, the version that they were. And Rabbi Yonason said, get his, you know what? Get his tachrichim ready. <laughs> because those guys are the toughest guys, the toughest hombres around. Uh, there's nothing that we can do for them. He's, he's finished. He got caught with them. Rishlokish, we all know about Rishlokish's history. We know Rishlokish had himself known what it was to be a tough guy. He had, <coughs> he had wrestled with them in his youth. He said, look, he says, I know. He says, I might kill. I might get killed, but I'm going. And I'm going to go and save this man. And the Yerushalmi says that Rosh and Lokish went. And it's interesting. It says he was Mephias then. I guess... I guess he thought he was going to have to really, you know, get involved in mano al mano and like, you know, Rambo style, like, you know, save uh, Ravami. But uh, it turned out that he was able to pay them off and come up with some way to save him. But he went into this situation. Uh, the Gemara then says that, that, that when, once they, he was able to get them to release him, he said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to bring you to our great rabbi for a bracha. And that was Rabbi Yochanan, who was Rosh Lakish's Rebbe at one point, and continued to be a person he respected greatly. And Rabbi Yochanan gave him a brocha. I give you a brocha that what you were thinking, I don't know if he said this out loud, what you were thinking to do to him should happen to you. And it turned out that as they left, uh, they didn't make it to their destination. There, someone swooped down on them and butchered them all. So those bad guys, those bad hombres ended up uh, right. So that's the Yerushalmi. So the Yerushalmi seems to posit the story in a positive way that Rishlokish's attitude was the right attitude. Then one brings another story about two other Amaroyim that went to try to save somebody who was caught. So you see from the Yerushalmi that even though when you go there, you might be the next kid, the next victim that they're going to throw in, you got to do what it takes. So he says, that's true, there is such a Yerushalmi. But he says, It's not in Shulchan Aruch anywhere. The Hagos Maimi brings it, the Beis Yosef quotes it, but it's nowhere in Shulchan Aruch. Isn't that like an act of war? Someone takes someone captive, so... It's okay. I'm not sure. Listen, if, uh, uh, Jonathan, then the is all about... Right? Again, it's it's, it's it's right. It's not it's not really two soldiers against each other, right? Again, Rish, the, right? It's not countries, and, and it, you know, the guy has been, you know, the guy is with the crisps, the bloods, whatever they are, the jets, the sharks. I mean, he's he's there, and these guys these guys aren't just dancing in the schoolyard. These guys are planning to, you know, they they kill people. That's what they do. What? Yeah. So, it, 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 you know. 
so anyway, the piskei tshuva bring the piskei tshuva or piskei tshuva beim. Let's, let's take a look. Ba'ayin berhet of a piskei tshuva. The piskei tshuva actually. Let's read it again. Mishum dash. Piskei tshuva sham hevi b'shem sefer gudas ezov tam hashmata mishum dashasti lon polagalzer. Our Gemara disagrees with. Oh, we gotta go. I gotta go. Right, let me just finish this off. The piskei tshuva. Quotes Argamar. Argamar says that the, the, we know Wesamin Odam Reyecha. The Gemara says is a reason why, uh, if you see somebody who's drowning, you have to do whatever you can uh, to save their life. So the Gemara says, what about the pasuk? It says Vashivayisayilo. The same way there's Hashavas Aveda, you have to give a person right, give a person back to himself. So the Gemara says, hmm, if I only had that pasuk, I would say if it doesn't cost you any money, but if it costs you money, that you have to really spend money on it. Maybe you don't have to. That the pasuk says, "Osam and Odam So the Gudas Eizov writes, "B'shachuva quotes." If the Yerushalmi is right, then of course Hashivosolo can't prove that you're supposed to endanger yourself. Hashivosolo just means just like an Aveda, I can run down the street and grab your horse. I can, I know how to swim. I'm Mark Spitz. I can jump in the in, in the pool and, and save you simply. But if there's a danger to yourself, that should be the pasuk "Osam and Odam the Gemara doesn't answer that. The Gemara comes up with this thing, oh, you have to spend money. So from there, they want to prove that the Bavli argues with the Yerushalmi. And according to the Bavli, that it's usher to endanger yourself. So he says, um, he brings the case that the Ranvaz talks about, that some uh, cruel despot says, if I, I'm going to chop your hand off, and if I don't chop your hand off, I'm just going to kill your friend. So... The Ranvaz says that, of course, you know, that the Torah can never want you to do that. That's not what the Torah is about. Um, so you're a chosid shota if you think, oh, I'm going to chop my hand off in this way this guy lives. So he says, There's definitely a sakana to submit to a kidney operation. That was in 1961. You never know what it means when you only have one kidney. You have to know for sure, first of all, that the other person is definitely going to be saved. But if, let's say there's a rejection, let's say this is a chance, so it's, it's if it's Suffolk versus Vadai, then maybe you could use the Yerushalmi possibly. Rishlokish somehow was, was you know, this guy was a, right? But if it's not clear that the kidney is going to be his chance anyway, and you're endangering yourself, it sounds from Rav Weiss that he was against that. So, again, this was in 61, but he puts up this idea, again, today you might say the chances of infection and percentage to show you that it's not an issue uh, at all. I just want to say again, remember, um, you know, just to uh, to be maskier, um, you know, the shloishim uh, that's kind of happening on Shabbos, and just to mention that the pasuk that I put up here from my sister, that vavaratem as Hashem alekeichem uberech aslach mukhavas meimecha basiraisi machlam mikirbecha. The next pasuk after that is lamed and aleph lana. In other words, the Rabbani Shalom will take away machlis from our midst. And loy tia mishakela v'akora b'artzecha. There won't be women who can't have children, uh, women who miscarry frequently. Es mispar yomecha amalei. 
the days of your lives, God will, by taking these illnesses away, he will restore a type of serenity and beauty of life. So, Mitzvah Hashem, she should be a good oispeter for us, and we should come to see that time, that time where these machlas, however they're taken away through the investigative qualities of of scientists and, and, and people who are donating of their time and their minds and their bodies, to a point that we see as misper yamech hamaleish b'shirus lithkanayin. Thanks a lot for coming today. Be well. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much.